Hi, it's Alifia. And it's Edgar. And welcome to the Motor Report. This week, we talk articles of impeachment, Kamala Harris, and Baby Yoda. It's the holiday season. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. And all I want for Christmas, it's not the, the you, it's... Donald Trump being impeached. That's I all mean, I want. <laughs> that would be the greatest gift. And it looks like we may be getting that gift. I mean, yeah. So <laughs> it's pretty exciting. Yes. <laughs> uh, that was a great intro. Uh, anyways, <laughs> okay. So uh, let's start off our news segment this week with probably one of the biggest pieces of news to come out in uh, um, recently. Really, Nancy Pelosi after. Uh, all the the hearings with the uh, intelligence committee over the impeachment of Donald Trump, Nancy Pelosi has decided to move quickly and has called for Congress to draw up articles of impeachment. This is bow, 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 bow. this is a big deal. So I just I want to make it clear though, this doesn't necessarily mean that Donald Trump will be removed from office. It is just the first step yeah. in that process. This is basically like all right, Judiciary Committee. Yep. Let's go. Yes. So, and so the intelligence committee has been strongly controlled by the Democrats during this entire process because of the way the rules are set up for that specific committee. However, as we go into this next phase of the impeachment hearings, it's actually going to get very testy. It's going to get very intense because the uh, culture behind this committee is to have uh, back and forth, to have political debate. And that's by design, obviously. You know, We want to have uh, the minority party to have a voice. Mm-hmm. Um, just so happens that this time the minority party is going to be uh, um, advocating for Donald Trump. However, with this news, Donald Trump actually sees the cards. And he pretty much said, go ahead and impeach me so we can have a fair trial. He wants to get to the Senate. Uh, Nancy- because he knows that yes. once they get to the Senate... All of his uh, exactly. Republican buddies are going to protect him. However, that does mean that he will technically be, be an impeached president. Be an impeached president sitting in office, which has happened before, of course, most recently with Bill Clinton. Um, and, you know, he, it was different because he was at the tail end of his term, whereas Donald Trump is literally it, going into an election. Going into an, an election. Um, and it's just so crazy because the impeachment process is because of. Um, things he's doing to affect that election yeah um yeah so this that's crazy but it's crazy it's looking like it's it, looking like it, he's gonna be impeached it, it's gonna, it's happen. gonna happen it's yeah gonna they happen. had um for lawyers come in and testify as well re- maybe like a week ago and even they were in agreement that like yeah, this is insane. We should be impeaching him. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and uh, another sort of clue that this is pretty much going to uh, uh, happen is that Adam Schiff, who was in charge of the Intelligence Committee, who actually had uh, – there was more there was more to investigate, and a lot of people were like, why are you ending it so early? Uh, but it's becoming increasingly clear that um, it's to push this along. Yeah. That they think- also, they have enough uh, testimony yeah. to be like, there was a lot of fuck shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they have enough – exactly – that's it. This is wild. Um, and now we've had this talk before, but we can have it again now that it looks like it's actually going to happen. Uh, should Democrats go ahead and impeach Donald Trump um, or should they hold off um, and wait for uh, the election? 
out of fear that if they were to impeach Donald Trump, there is sort of a retaliation by the voters who think Democrats have overstepped. Um, and that's really the debate that we're, we're going to need to have pretty soon. However, it's to me, at least, it seems like Nancy Pelosi's and uh, Nancy Pelosi and the Democratic leadership has decided has made up their mind that they're going to impeach the man. It's going to happen. What do you think? I mean, I think this is a good thing. I'm with you all the way. Um, I think it's a good thing if Democrats can get their shit together, frankly speaking, like we'll talk about it next, but you know, a lot of people dropping out the race and not necessarily people you want to be dropping out the race on the democratic side. Yes, we will be talking about that. Um, and I think, you know, we are struggling on the left side, like not just Democrats, but people who identify who, who are like further along Democrats who are like more moderate, they're more independent in between. Like, I think we're really struggling to have like a unification moment. Yes. Yes, Um, we are. Not good. And that ain't great. Like the more splintered we become and frankly, the more billionaires that join the race just because they can. Right. Um, the more that happens, I think it will be harder for us to like capitalize on any sort of momentum or ill will that this brings. Right. Because Trump's base is his base. Like no matter what they are going to say that this was rigged. This was totally agree. But who you're trying to go after are the people who voted for Trump for things like, well, I don't want my taxes to be raised. And, oh, well, he said he would do this thing or that thing. That's the only reason I voted for him, even though I think he's like vile. If you have this backing up your argument for them to turn, this this is the thing. Yes, I totally agree. I think we've, you know, as you know, I, I don't necessarily consider myself a Democrat, but as a liberal person, yeah, I feel like the liberals have in this country have not taken the um, a, a very aggressive political uh, approach that Republicans have, and I feel like this would be the time to do it. Yeah, now, I'm not saying it's the perfect answer. However, like you said, the pe- his base is his base. We're not going to turn them. It does not matter if we galvanize them by impeaching the man. The people we're after are those people who felt bad for voting for him anyway and who were sort of doubting and regretting Trump regret. That's like that was a big trending thing for a while. Those are the people we're going after. Um, and I almost feel like it, it couldn't hurt. Like, let's Damn. impeach him and see what happens. And also, just in the minuscule chance that we are able to remove him from office, it's worth it. And not only that, um, so avoid the election argument. Let's just put that to the side. It's just the right thing to do. I agree. It's just the right thing to do. He like they have enough. Ev- they have enough evidence. Right. He's clearly in the wrong. Right. This is clearly like. Right. You know, withholding funds in order to investigate a political rival. Which, by the way, turns out he did indeed withhold the funds. There was some back and forth about. Oh, eventually the funds got released to uh, Ukraine. Turns out that like thirty million of those funds did not go to Ukraine. So it's you know it's a moot point. You know, like all of those things happened. Right. And all of those things are objectively, no matter what your feelings about the man, all of those things are objectively wrong if you right. think about the power struggle we're in with Russia right now. Yes. 
Exactly. And it's all, you know, in a weird way, it's not even about Trump. It's about the future presidents who come along. You know what I mean? If do, if a pre, if a, someone as vile and as terrible as Donald Trump can get away with this, imagine someone with uh, who's just as vile but has more uh, political, political savvy. Savvy, exactly. You know what I mean? So it's like I I I genuinely think it's the right thing to do. And that's you know the interesting thing is that that's sort of the way that Nancy Pelosi has been framing this entire thing. She's been framing it as it's the right thing to do. Um, and she's almost trying to, it's obviously inherently political, but she's trying to stay out of the politics of it and just do the right thing. There was this huge controversy too. When someone was like, you, you hate Donald Trump. And she was like, no, this is the right thing to do. Uh, she made it a little, complicated Oh yeah, by she saying, made a comment. She made it a little more complicated by claiming she was Catholic and that gets into a whole other oh, can of worms yeah. that we will not open. But, but yeah, she was like, I'm not doing this. Right. Based on any personal feeling, I'm right. doing this because it's right. And she keeps saying this is a somber moment in our history. She's not she she's at least, you know, as far as we know, she's not trying to make it seem like she's reveling in this, like yeah. she's enjoying this. It's not that at all. And if, if you know, I'm not saying politicians don't lie, but I, I almost genuinely believe her and I I it just is the in my my view of the whole thing, it is the right thing to do. Um whether that means Donald Trump wins in the future. What a, even if he were to win, he will still have that on his back. He was impeached. That's a huge political loss, no matter what. Can you imagine being a sitting president, being impeached, and you have a full other term? That's and, crazy. Yeah, and like the fact, honestly, like if he were be, if he were to be impeached now, he had, there's a whole year of him having to run a campaign as an impeached, impeached president. president, and oh, that's yeah. gonna be a very high hurdle to overcome totally exactly exactly so that you know that (laughs) i i think is the right thing to do and it seems like that's where we're headed and you bet that the day it happens olivia and i are gonna go out drinking to celebrate because it's gonna be awesome Uh, tequila shots for everybody Uh, everyone's invited let's go but uh yeah that is so just joking uh yeah just joking we don't do that we are responsible. Uh, well, actually, I'm not. But whatever, <laughs> Olivia is. Olivia is. I am. <laughs> but anyways, about Muslim. Uh, but anyways, um, yes. So um, that is not, you know, alongside this news, uh, uh, we've also had, uh, you know, another huge political story, and actually, kind of a sad one in a lot of different ways. You know, it doesn't matter how you felt about this person, but uh, Kamala Harris has dropped out, um, and you know that's. That's going to affect a lot moving forward. Um, and, you know, Olivia can lead the way here. Yeah. Um, I mean, Kamala Harris just wasn't able to gain the traction with fundraising dollars. Um, she was spending more than she was making in fundraising. So she has stopped her campaign. But I think this brings us to like a very interesting yes. sort of crossroads because the field is is getting less and less diverse as we go right. on. And Kamala Harris is... And it, and it was the most diverse. It had ever been. It had ever been. And now I think we're left with Cory Booker and Andrew Yang as sort of the candidates of color. Right. right. And Cory uh, Booker was very upset. He was. This. He was. Mm-hmm. Cory Booker made like a statement that actually got him a bump, which was very right. interesting. Um, same thing with Julian Castro. Right. Um, yeah, who I forgot to mention because he's also struggling. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Things aren't looking good Things, for people of color in the party. And like, 
all of the people I just named are struggling right now. They're not polling as well as some of their counterparts in the party. I think like Andrew Yang in particular, husband now just released an entire episode about the Asian American sort of voting power. Right. Um, And Yang, even though he is polling better than some of the other candidates is actually getting less screen and airtime just in coverage and during the debates. Yes. Then pretty much everyone else. So they are made very clear. Yeah. So they aren't giving candidates of color equal screen time. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously the female candidates are sort of dropping one by one because we're responsible and we know when to quit. <laughs> um, yes, which, by the way, Kamala Harris, that was p- part of the major reason why she dropped out. Yeah. Uh, not only was there infighting between her campaign on whether she should be more liberal or, liberal or not, but it really was mostly just finances. And, yeah, she was real. Like, really, right. it was real. It was a realistic choice yes, for her to make. Yes, it was. And, like... Sad choice, but yes. Say what you want about Kamala Harris. Like, she is, you know... One of the first women of color to ever make it this far. Yep. Um, obviously, there have been a number of notable women before her. Um, I think sort of most prolific in the cultural zeitgeist is Shirley Chisholm, but there have been a few more. Right. Um, but she, you know, she's made it really far. She's had a lot of screen time. I think she also has a more public name, frankly speaking. Um, and a lot of people, you know, they... They criticized her record as a DA, but yes, Which you know be, some, like yeah, but there were some fair criticisms. There, of there are some more than fair criticisms of her, I think, and like you know that's part of the reason that I couldn't fully get behind her as well. But whatever, whatever you think about Kamala Harris, like having a woman of color in the field, especially like when you see those debates, like she she brought up some really good points and raised some really good criticisms of all of the candidates. I think in particular Joe Biden and yep. like his busing policy. Right. I think she just brought a perspective right. that is so important and so needed, especially as the Demo- the democratic party, because right. the de- Democrats have this issue, the party in particular of, Oh, we're only going to go to these communities when we need the votes. And then you know, they feel oftentimes those communities feel like we show up and we vote and then afterwards no one's here for us. And I think Kamala brought that point up again and again and again. And yep. so to lose that perspective totally. Totally. is unfortunate. Totally. Totally. Yeah. This was, you know, it, it, it's it's a sad, sobering moment when you realize the top candidates are all white. Yeah, and none of these billionaires, even though they don't have the fundraising support, are dropping out because they have enough of their own personal money to keep their campaigns going. Right, right. So, and it's just, you know, but, but you know, this has brought up some very interesting questions in a debate that is one that we can we can talk about. Is Tulsi Gabbard still running? <laughs> I don't even. I don't, I don't even, even know, know. I don't even y'all. Know. It's been wild. It's been wild. Um, and, and, you know, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Like, talk to me a month before the primaries, yes, yes. and like. And that's part of yes, and that's part I'll of figure it. Yes, and that's part and that's part of what uh, 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 we'll talk about this sort of debate that's been having, uh, and, and you know, I've heard a lot of different people talking about it. I was listening to NPR uh, earlier this weekend, and I heard uh, a whole report on this subject. This idea of Democratic voters wanting, a, including and in particular, uh, people of color, uh, Democratic voters of color. 
um, who want a quote unquote viable candidate who could defeat mm, Donald Trump. Yes. So I feel the like viable we, candidate argument. Yes. We need to talk about this because, you know, in certain ways we've actually made this argument too. Um, it, but it's, it's just really unfortunate. So the, the argument is this idea that we need someone who can actually quote unquote actually defeat Donald Trump. And, that viable candidate for a lot of people would be theoretically a white male. Um, of course, one of the front runners is a white woman. Um, but you know, we see the surge of support for Bernie Sanders, for Joe Biden. And, and you know, that's the argument is it doesn't matter who wins as long as they beat Donald Trump. And if that's the argument, if you take it to its fullest extent, you would want the person who most of America would vote for. And the argument has been traditionally that would be a white male. Um, and I don't know. I'm very conflicted by that. Um, and it was interesting that NPR was noting that a lot of people of color feel this way and feel that someone like Joe Biden would be that person. Yeah. I mean, I think it's that level of practicality that right. a lot of us have that comes into play. It's, right. You know, it's that kind of practicality that made Kamala, you know, like – and, you know, rethink yes. her run. Right. And I think a lot of I think a lot of us have thought about it this way, where it's just like, you know, we're we're practical people. Right. We're known as a practical people. So let's be practical about it. Who's right. who's most likely to win? Who's most likely to win? Um, but I guess the that shouldn't so come. Right. Yes. That shouldn't come at the expense of marginalized groups, which I feel like it often has. Yes. Because you could make That's this, what it feels like. It feels like. And you can make the same argument for, you know, a lot of historical movements that have happened. Like, if you think about the suffrage movement, mm -hmm. like, black women were by and large excluded from that, even though they helped make a lot of strides right. with women's voting right. rights. If you think th about the civil rights movement, mm -hmm. a lot of black women were forced to choose between their womanhood and their blackness, even though shout out to Kristen Crenshaw, intersectionality wasn't a thing that was being explored right. yet, but like right. they're both and you have to look at them as both. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And th this is something that we've experienced historically. And you know, it's really interesting is that, you know, um, it eventually didn't obviously it's okay. Well, it's a little different because this is people wanting to be president, which is like inherently a different thing. You're almost like distrustworthy of anybody wanting to be president. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not necessarily like you, like you said, the suffrage movement or the civil no, rights. No, for movement. sure. But if you're sort of thinking along the same lines, it is very telling that we have a country where we had the most diverse. Not only that we came from a president who was African-American to Donald Trump, to a field of Democrats that was the most diverse they had ever f like f had, and one by one, all the people of color are dropping out, and the few people of color still left are struggling, struggling, struggling majorly. Now, of course, you could make the argument that's just how political uh, uh, primaries go, and yeah. a lot of times the people who are struggle surge. It's happened before. It's you know, it's not the end of the game quite yet. But it is telling. And it is also it is. telling that the only female front runner is white. A white woman. Yes. Um and who's like, you know, Midwestern mom vibes. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm very conflicted because I definitely see we've made this argument on the show before. I want I don't I do not care who it is. 
I want that person to be Donald Trump because I'm thinking about it, like you said, in a very practical sense. I want to protect my friends and family. And protecting my friends and family, the number one goal is to remove the man from office. The timing is just so horrible. And it's also just so upsetting that I feel like we're not getting backed up. You know, how is it that someone like Julian Costa or Kamala Harris or Cory Booker are struggling uh, when we're hearing the same old voices uh, uh, like Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden? Um, who have had their time in the political limelight, who have these same ideas. Um, and that's just unfortunate. I'm not saying I'm yeah. not going to vote for whoever I mean, is. we both said that, like, we're feeling the burn. We're like, we, burn. we know yes. where we're at. Yes. You know what I mean? But, right. like, to lose that perspective right. is unfortunate. And I would hope that any candidate moving forward who's looking at how do I build out my cabinet Ding, 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 ding. Bring someone like a Kamala Harris in. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Bring someone like a Julian Castro in. Absolutely. Like, I think. Be, yeah. And even if those you're are po- very important. <laughs> Absolutely. One, it should just be done no matter what. Even exactly. It doesn't matter who it is. If Cory Booker wins, it doesn't matter. But if it is someone like Bernie Sanders and wins, uh, not just for poli- like not just as a political move, but it's just the right thing to do mm-hmm. uh, for our country. Um yeah, it's just unfortunate. And that was that was just a really interesting thing, this idea of the viable candidate. And, you know, I I don't necessarily know where I lie on that. I, I'm trying to be, you know, idealistic, but sometimes you do have to be practical. I know. Unfortunately. And I think on this show, we do veer towards the practical because yes. both of us are just like, whatever it takes to right. get the man out of office. Right. We right. don't care. Let's right. just go. Right. Let's remove <laughs> him. And then, and then we'll have, we'll a figure it out. Yeah. yeah. We'll have a heart to heart after that. We'll, we'll discuss, but like um, who knows if that'll happen. And I think that's also a very real possibility and something you have to consider like, okay, well, if this person does get into office, are they just going to do whatever they want? Right. Right. Ah, sadness. Uh, so before we move on from the politics, some other world news, uh, you know, we just thought we would briefly mention it. Donald Trump has been out in Europe and things <laughs> have not been going so well for him. Uh, and that's just really interesting. The, t- the timing of it is just really interesting. And it just seems like the world cannot take the man seriously. They're openly mocking him in front of reporters with no care in the world, uh, to his face, to his face too. Uh, and I, you know, I, that's just part, like, if I'm being honest, part of me does feel a little like, oh, wow, they're, like, totally disrespecting America. But the other part of me, I'm like, what is Donald Trump? So who gives, like, who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like, unfortunately, Donald Trump is the face of America as much as we hate that. That's, and, that's who it is right now. Yeah. And it's like, you know, even though I know it's a... We, we have the same prejudice. Whenever we think of a country, we tend to think of it as this monolithic one voice, mm-hmm. one view thing. Uh, but we, you know, that's we living in America. We know that's not the truth. We don't all support Donald Trump. Uh, but in a weird way, I do feel, you know, I, obviously these politicians are smart enough, but uh, these world figures, too. But you do feel this sort of sense like, wow, we are the laughing stock of the entire world. It feels bad, man. Feels bad, man. Feels bad, man. <sighs> All right. Well, let's move on. Let's talk about some culture. Some culture. Uh, so this is <laughs> literally. I just showed uh, this ad to yes, Edgar because he was like, "Wait, I've seen all the memes and I've yes, seen all the gifts, but, but I, I haven't know. actually seen it." Yes. So um, Peloton released an ad right in time for Christmas, yep. and it uh, got a lot of pushback. It's yes. this lady 
whose husband buys her a Peloton for Christmas. Can we explain what a Peloton is for viewers oh, who don't Oh, yes. Know? A Peloton is a stationary bike with a video monitor on it that's hooked up to the internet. And so yes. you can do spin classes it's, at home. It's a bike with an iPad. Is what it's, it a, is. it's a bike with an iPad. <laughs> Except it costs way more than a, what you, it would be a bike in an iPad. I looked it up separately. once because one of my coworkers had actually received a Peloton from her husband as a gift. Oh, my God. And this is the thing that people do. It's a, it, it is a real thing that people do. Oh, my goodness. And I was just like, wait. How, how much? Um, let me do a fake name. Susan. Like what the fuck yeah this is really fucking expensive he just yeah. bought you and she was like yeah oh my goodness and they had a new they're baby like, they're like she had like literally just come back from maternity leave they had a baby so it's not like they didn't have expenses it's like four to five thousand dollars right yeah like it's a like, car like yeah. a car like you could buy think, a cheap car with yeah that. i think it's like three to five depending on like what the you options, get the yeah iPad, the ipad size it's you literally get. <laughs> it's literally like buying a car it's wild <laughs> But it just, they deliver it to your house. Yeah, so we've seen the ads for these things everywhere. Just like the little uh, um, f- photo ads or whatever. But we I'm not going to lie. I I haven't seen any ads for this because they know that, like, I'm not, not the target the market. I'm, yeah. like, not a suburban white woman. So You know where I, I actually it's not, hear Peloton ads because a lot of the podcasts I used to listen to would have Peloton bike really? ads. Yeah, especially a lot of political podcast which is really interesting interesting. because i think because you know if we're putting our uh, our thinking caps on uh the advertisers know that a lot of um affluent people Mm, listen to politics podcasts speaking of have is it which i'm not affluent by the way i'm just i'm one of the poorest is it me or have the casper ads like completely dipped they did because everyone bought one (laughs) literally (laughs) everyone bought one i bought one i bought one i've been hearing ads for figs the medical scrubs who like dude i hear figs i hear figs ads all the time have you heard the hymns ones no i feel like the bobos the socks oh bombas bombas i hear those ads. i used to hear those ads those have really fallen off i hear quip ads a lot oh quip's still going strong quip's still going strong um, um you know Nordstrom which, Rack is starting to do podcast ads, which is fun. You know which one I've heard a lot come up? This is one that used to hear back in the day, died down. Now it's coming back. Mm. Dollar Shave Club. Yes, like they're back. All of a sudden. Hey, Dollar so, Shave Club, give us a call. We dude, shave. We shave. <laughs> I see so I see a lot of targeted Instagram Dollar Shave Club ads. Oh yeah. Like so many. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like I've seen the same ad 15 times. Yeah. You don't need to show it to me again. Oh my god. Okay. They don't they must not have pixels. No. I think that's what it is. That's probably this it. is like very specific if to, you work yeah. in social yeah. media talk. That's hilarious. Uh anyway, anyway so back to so Peloton. This, this Peloton ad. Yes. <laughs> um so that's kind of the gist of the ad. She basically gets gifted this at this this bike and documents her fitness journey for like a year and then shows her husband on the TV all of like these right. Instagram videos that she's right. taken of her and her fitness journey. Yes. That's the basis of the ad. Super and weird. when I describe it like that, it like it sounds weird because you wouldn't do like a family show. Like they're literally in the living room looking like they're watching a movie, but it's her fitness, fitness journey. journey. And like, yeah, it seems a little weird, but it doesn't seem like, oh, why would this ad get yes. a lot of pushback? Right. The reason yes. is because of the actresses. Facial expression. <laughs> you need to see it. You need to see it to understand. She looks like she's fucking trapped. Yes. And that she's Terrified. being 
forced and to nervous. do this fitness yes. program. Yes, it does not look good. And really, we're a podcast, so we can't really explain her face. But truly, you do need to see it because it's uh, it's concerning. And I have no idea how this ad she has just, revision. She looks nervous all of the time. The all entire time. ad, the she entire just looks ad. fucking nervous. I think there's only one scene where she doesn't look nervous, like, and it's when she's in bed. She's like, 6 a.m., yay, because yeah. she's supposed to look tired. Yes. The director gave her, like, the director gave her that that direction to always have I wonder who the director face. is. We I want to know now. I want to know what agency made this Ooh, now. That is, it's rough. It's rough. But it started to get, you know, it's really interesting. It started to get a lot of uh, pushback from, quote, unquote, millennials younger people whereas like older generations didn't necessarily see as much problem with it and we actually saw um some like news coverage about it um where the, and the anchor was like i don't see why this is a big deal did not see a big deal at all and me and Edgar were and like Edgar was watching this ad being like why the fuck does she look like that <laughs> immediately uh <laughs> immediately that's how i took it and i should check my privilege because i viewed it to, like the way i viewed it was like oh i definitely got the vibe that she was trapped but i wasn't even thinking about this whole idea of like the the socioeconomics of it like mm-hmm. this rich person gifting their wife this and expecting this from their wife uh yeah, just, I mean, I think like socioeconomic wise, it's a lot of money for a bike. But yeah. I also think like a husband getting yes. their spouse a gift workout as, equipment as yes. a gift. What does yes. that so connotate? Weird. I think it's like all so very weird. icky. Yes, and, and you can see like how their minds were working in like the most innocent way. They're like, oh, it's Christmas time. It's a gift. We we all like to work out. New Year's is coming up. You know what I mean. And like I said, it's I've a seen it happen. Journey. Yes, you you literally saw it happen. I literally saw it happen. Yeah. And like, it's one thing if the ad made any sort of indication that like she had been asking for one of these. Right. Yes, or she but purchased. But literally, yes. the ad starts out like she's super surprised. She's like, "Oh my god, a Peloton!" Yeah. Like she's just surprised. Right. She doesn't make any indicate like there's not yes. there's not even a throwaway line that's it's like almost, i've you know i've been wanting one of these forever yes, i almost feel like they cut like the ad was so fast and they were so ruthless with their cuts that maybe they cut off like lines like that just to get it to fit the certain specific whatever time frame mm-hmm. for what they wanted that maybe there is something on the chop you know on the uh, editing floor that was something like that but but i don't i honestly don't know but if you watch it you Immediately, I got that sense. It's bad, man. It's bad. She trapped. She trapped. She Do trapped. you need help? Send blink, an SOS. Blink twice if you need Send help. some flares. <laughs> yeah, send some flares. Uh, don't Pack a bag and go in the middle of the night. PSA, don't trap your partner, spouse, or whatever in a weird Peloton also, uh, journey video. Don't get your partner or spouse workout equipment unless they've explicitly asked for it. Yes, very strange. Like, unless very they've very strange. explicitly been like, hey... I know Christmas is coming up and this is exactly what I want. Right. Please get this for me. Yes, totally. That's the only way in which you should get your partner or spouse workout equipment because otherwise you look like a fucking jerk. <laughs> yeah. Yes. If you, if anyone's going to get me a four to $5,000 gift, I do not want a Peloton. We can use that money for other things. I do not want to just give me the cash. Yeah. Give, 
Yeah. I was thinking Rolex, but that works too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fancy boy. Anyways. You, Edgar is a fancy boy. Edgar's but over here like, I'm one of the poors and I'm like am, looking around his apartment right now. I like, am poor. Bitch, but where? Look, okay. But look, also, but also like, I would like in my, it just shows like my mind. I would never spend that amount of money on a workout equipment. Cause if I'm spending that much money, I'm going to the gym or I, I'm hiring some person to like, you know, a train trainer. me. Exactly. Like that's a crazy amount of money to spend yeah, on a thing. That's that's the weird thing. It also feels like why isn't she at the gym? And you see she has like a child. She, but she has a child that could extensively be in daycare, you know what I mean? Also, old if you're rich enough. And, child, yeah. And she, if you're rich enough, you get a nanny. Yes. And she's a she's a businesswoman. She comes in during one of the scenes like with with her business attire coming home. Yeah, you know she works. She works. She has money. Like what's going on here? Like everything about it was super weird. I, I just don't think they really also, truly thought about it. Another thing that no one has t- pointed pointed out, but that I'm going to point out. Yes. Everything in their house is fucking white and they have a small child. They're psychopaths. Oh, yeah. It's so true. It's so true. Well, you, you know, they definitely rented that house somewhere. Like, I mean, I know it's rented yeah, for the ad. I know. I know. But I know it's rented for the ad and I know it's been art directed that way because yes. that's what looks good in yes. an ad. Yes. But realistically speaking... For sure. They are in a fucking house that's literally everything is white in this house. Except for their TV and this Peloton. Yeah. Don't get. I'm just saying. I'm coming out. Hot take. Don't buy a Peloton. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm putting it out there. It's weird. (laughs) Yeah. I don't like it. I mean, here. You want some advice? Go buy a normal exercise bike and an iPad. Literally will cost you. Less than a thousand dollars. Yeah, even if you buy one of those like weird subscription YouTube yeah. thingies. Yeah, totally, totally. It will be, do it the same. It will be the same for sure. Uh, and we might be totally ignorant. Maybe the Peloton bike is actually like really awesome and life changing. But I feel like it would be for you a know certain type of person. For a certain type of person, for someone who's like maybe. Like a stay-at-home mom yes. who's helping her husband with his business that he owns. So like technically she's a stay at home mom, but like she actually does all the finances and bookkeeping for her husband's business while he's doing it. Or like that's who I feel needs the Peloton Peloton bike bike. where it's just like, Oh, I'm expected to be like full time mom and out, but also you want me to do like an accountant's job, which is a full time job that you would need to hire right. someone for right. and I'm doing it for you. Right. And I'm a work from, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like that is the person. The very, that is the very specific person. Or someone who can afford it and just wants a Peloton bike. Like I'm not going to tell you That's how true. to spend, you spend your, your money. money. How you want, you know, what's interesting. Like it was just like, did was, was it in a, like a home gym or was it just like out there? In the no, room? it was in their fucking house. It was just in their living room. It was, like, it was the one piece of workout yeah, equipment that they it had. It was so weird. Anyways. All right, let's move on. That was strange. Uh, don't buy But you, you know that the clients were fucking on set being like, actually, can we like fly those dumbbells out? Dude. We I, don't want any other like workout equipment to distract from the break. Yeah, can we just say, dude, totally. Shout out to the one, you know, there was one person who worked there who was like, are y'all not seeing how messed up this is? I'm just letting y'all know this is dumb. Probably a person of color who was doing it and was totally ignored. And then this came out. And Here's the thing. But I, I, I honestly feel like if I were working at the ad agency or the in-house creative team that had made this ad, yeah. I wouldn't have seen it until I got on set. Because right. it's a lot of it is the actress's performance. 
that the director really was at fault here. And although people were showing different ads of the same actress, right? And mm. she had like that face. Ryan Reynolds hired her for his like fucking yes. alcohol company that yes. he has and it's it's the same face. Yes. Yes. It just might be her face, which yes. is unfortunate. Which is unfortunate. <laughs> Yes. Because, like, her tone... I'm going to keep it at that. Her tone sounds, like, exuberant yes. and happy, but her yes. face just looks like, please help me. Yes, she just has a please help me face, and it's just... <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Um, anyways. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, I don't want to, like, assume anything or, like... Uh, she, you know, she's a... I'm happy. She's getting work. I am happy for this woman. She's getting good I'm, work. You know, I'm really happy. She's yes. booking a lot of big ads. I'm glad good she for got you, paid girl. For, yes, that's what I'll say. Good for her. Um, also, good press. She'll get hired for other things now. Totally. 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 You know Actually, what I mean? That, if I were her, I would, like, but turn I'm, it into my thing. Yeah, but I'm with you. The director really should have been like, no. can you look more excited? Can you look happy? She had normal faces. Quote, unquote, normal faces. No. Girl had like one, one normal okay, face. And that was... At nighttime, when she You're was right. acting like she was waking up early to do yes, this workout. It's true. It's true. All right. Well, best of luck to <laughs> to, to that actress. Everyone else, Peloton uh, rethink actually, your decisions. Rethink Peloton your decisions. actually released a statement that they were like, "We're disappointed that people misinterpreted the ad. This wasn't the point at all." I, you know, maybe. But I'm, I'm glad. I'm kind of glad they're doubling down yes. on it, though. Maybe I gave them too. Maybe I'm give, <laughs> maybe I'm ma- making way too many excuses, but it genuinely feels like. They did not realize what they were doing until way too last minute. And they were like, FML. Like, what did we do? Uh, anyways, that is just, I mean, is it the worst ad we've seen? Like, we've seen some egregiously, like, no, horrible, sexist, not, and racist ads. No. It's not that. No. It's just the. This woman just feels like she's trapped and I yes, want to help her. Yes. We need to I'm help like, this woman. Are you okay? Yes. Even, Can you leave? Blink twice, please. Blink. Email us. If you're that actress, email us if you need We'll it. help you escape. We will help you escape the Peloton <laughs> offices where they keep you locked <laughs> up. <laughs> All right. Enough. Um, okay. So the other big thing that we've not had a chance to talk about, but we need to talk about. The greatest thing that's ever truly happened to me. The greatest thing that's happened to everybody. And the greatest thing of 2019. Baby yoda i don't even care that ted cruz like tried to ruin it he hasn't i will die for baby yoda i would die for baby yoda. <laughs> protect baby yoda would, at all costs like edgar is one of my best friends and i love him to death but, but i would throw him into a fire i would do this for baby yoda i would do the same and i appreciate that you would you would do it for me because it shows that you truly love baby yoda <laughs> and that makes me love you more so there you go here's the deal baby yoda okay so for those who don't know you've been living under a rock i'm sorry don't mean to offend you but it's the truth uh the mandalorian on disney plus premiered uh to rave reviews people love it the mandalorian is exactly what i wanted it to be yes. it's a fucking fun ass space western yes is it like the most innovative tv show of all time no, no. is, is it, the- it the best written tv show of all time no no but it's awesome for but what it's it is fucking it's rad. also i think it's the it, it may technically be the most expensive television show of all time like, i believe it like it costs like 15 to 20 million each episode and they all look like movies. Every single 30-minute episode it's all, looks it's, like a Star Wars movie. It's worth it. Totally it's worth it. It's 100% worth uh, it. And it's A, beautiful. Right. B, I'm very, very excited for Pedro Pascal, the D-Mask, because oh. they literally hired the most, one of the most handsome people on yeah, the planet to play mask. a masked character. Yes, which is so interesting. <laughs> which is wild. Yes. 
I, and I mean, he's, he's a good actor, but he's like also beautiful. And he's so I know and he's so great. He's so great in it. Uh, but but so the big the, obviously the big thing that everyone's talking about with the Mandalorian is Baby Yoda, which we mu- we must make clear is not Yoda is not the baby no, version not, of Yoda. It's not yeah, it's not the baby Yoda version of Yoda. This happens after the first trilogy, right. before the third trilogy. So spoiler: Yoda dead. Yoda been dead. Yoda been dead. This he, is just another. This is a baby of the same species, species, but we don't know what Yoda species is. So everyone calls it Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Also, there are some theories though that it may be a clone of Baby Yoda, which is fascinating. Because this baby can use. I mean, spoilers, but this baby can use the Force. Yeah, yeah, and it's fucking awesome. But anyways, uh, Baby Yoda is literally the cutest thing. I've oh my ever God. seen in my life. It's so fucking cute. I literally cannot like, handle I it. I cannot handle it. And you know, it's so funny. And like Disney, you know, Disney's taking all our money and total. But what I find really interesting is that John Favreau and team managed to keep this a secret and managed to convince Disney not to ruin it with uh, baby Yoda plushies, even though that's all I want right now in my life. Is a I'm baby glad Yoda they're plushie. not doing it yet. I'm glad they're not doing it because they didn't want to spoil the surprise of baby Yoda. So I absolutely love that they did that. And I love that John Favreau had enough flex to be like, yo, I started the MCU. Give me this one thing. Don't make baby Yoda toys. Like you can design them. You can get them ready, but don't make them yet. Remember when John Favreau made chef? <laughs> yeah. That's, this is, the, this is the same John Favreau. Dude it's the a, same person. Dude is a genius. I have dude, to say. Dude is a genius. The Mandalorian. But like, remember when he made chef yes, though? <laughs> yes. Uh, whatever. Oh, yes. But the Mandalorian just feels like Star Wars. And I'm a Star Wars fanatic, but this really feels like dude, Star Wars. Dude, it, it, it feels like hardcore. It feels like oh. fucking true blue, like pure yes, Star Wars. Like what we love. Ugh. And what's so interesting is I've actually seen this phenomenon where the people who hate the new trilogy, which is usually like. I don't want to get into it. I don't want, let's not get into you, it yet. You know the type. You know the type. Uh, and then the people who love it are sort of coming together for the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda. It's like that meme with the two buff yes, guys the who two clash. Bu- yes. <laughs> yes. They hate each other. But for Baby Yoda, we come together. And yeah, so Baby Yoda is taking over the universe and we wanted to talk about it. Uh, don't, yeah, obviously, we're not going to spo- We're not doing a review of the show or a spoiler, although we've pretty much just reviewed the show. It's excellent. Uh, but yeah, it, it, this is a very interesting strategy can that we? Disney's. Oh, doing. go ahead. No, no, go for it. I was just gonna say, can we talk about how much Werner Herzog loves this fucking yes. puppet? Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> uh, so the the thing with Baby Yoda is that he's mostly uh, a puppet. There are some CG elements uh, for certain shots and scenes, but the majority of the time. It's a puppet. I'm so glad they kept it. Like, yes. it's just super special because, and you can see it in the show, like just having a practical puppet on yeah. set is so much better yes. than it could have been when it was yes. CG. Like if it was CG, it would not have been this phenomenon like, like at all. Right. There's like this warmth coming out of the puppet. that is just, it, it feels alive. And the, an, the, the people animating him, it's all like robotics that it like, so there's actually two people. There's one person who does the uh, face and eyes and one person that does the ears. And that is just like the way they work together is genius. It's mind blowing. Uh, but yeah, Werner Herzog was apparently so enamored with baby Yoda, like literally fell Werner in Herzog love. Fucking loves this puppet. So Herzog, and the fact that Werner Herzog is a, 
in Star Wars. Yes, in a Star Wars thing. In, which he famously has said he's never seen Star Wars, which is a wild thing to say. But <laughs> I believe it because yes. it's Warner Brothers fucking Herzog and he's yes. a wild human yeah. being. It's, but like, never seen Star Wars and then just be in the show. To be in a Star Wars show, first of all. And yeah. second of all, he's just fucking in, in love, love with, with this puppet. Yes. <laughs> which, how can you blame him? So he fell in love with it so much that, uh, so during the production, they actually decided they had thought of maybe doing uh, secondary pickup shots with. They tried to get a clean shot without the puppet without in case the they puppet, wanted a CG. CG and Werner Herzog got call, mad at them. Got mad at them and called them cowards. Said you are cowards. You have to do this. And I'm so glad they listened to him because it makes it oh so my God. much better. It's so oh, good. It's so good and it's so cute. And I love also that it's sort of like a callback to old Star Wars. Yes. And I know JJ uh, uh, and Rain Johnson also do that with the movies, but the puppeteering here is so, so excellent. Uh, also, huge shout out to the sound people because the sounds that Baby Yoda makes. Yes. Made, totally. Like, oh my God. Bring Baby Yoda to life. So good. Uh, the little cooings. And the little, oh. oh, it's so cute. It is so freaking adorable like baby yoda is literally a combination of all of the cute things about a baby and all the cute things about an old man <laughs> yes in one thing one. and it like it it's one of those things like this could either go horribly wrong yes. or horribly right yes. and it went yeah. like the most right it could yes. ever go yes yes totally absolutely baby yoda's not i live for baby yoda you know how i know baby yoda's taking over the world my mom is sending me Baby Yoda memes. No, That's she is how not. I know Baby Yoda is taking over the world. I have friends who are not into Star Wars, which already our friendship is on a thin, on thin, on ice. thin ice, on thin ice. But I have friends who don't watch Star Wars who are obsessed with Baby Yoda. Don't even watch the show, but are always there for the memes. Like they wait for every Friday so they can watch the memes. Uh, oh my god! But I love it. Uh, but j- some quick industry talk. I just think it's really awesome and fascinating. That Disney is trying to bring back event television. In Hell a way yeah! That the other streaming services hadn't necessarily uh, truly done. Now Netflix had experimented with it. Yeah, uh, I think Netflix has like a few right. things that are like right. now considered like holy shit. Yeah. Um, but this was, I mean, just amazing. the The idea to release them every Friday and not give you everything at once is genius because we'd be done talking about Baby Yoda. You know, if they had just done a full like binge burst, binge burst, uh, we, I mean, right now, you know, it also contributes to them. Like this show, as you mentioned earlier, is epic, right. both in visuals and right. kind of just in storyline. Right, right, right. It's a, it's an adventure of the week show and right. it is so good. It like works so well because they've decided to take that format instead of giving you like a binge moment right, it's right. just like okay we're gonna legit do adventure of the week and we're gonna release it weekly right and i don't you know like i don't think there's been a good adventure of the week show in a while no i love it i'm and it's, it brings it back to the first like series that even inspired uh star wars flash gordon it's just fascinating i, I love it i love uh uh, uh F- Filion and favreau both of them uh, doing and, and of course uh, Kennedy doing an amazing job with this series and I'm it's made me so excited for uh, the other Disney Plus original series mm, you know yeah what I mean? like I have a lot of faith now that they really started off strong with this yeah and you know what's so funny is that when Disney announced that the Mandalorian was going to be their big show people were like really like 
obviously Star Wars is cool and all, but it's just like a bounty hunter. Like, why would this be? It's because they knew they had Baby Yoda. They we just, knew. We didn't know. We didn't know. We were all like, why wouldn't it be a Marvel thing? Like, why are you doing like this weird like oh, side story? It's because they had Baby I'm Yoda. I'm so fucking glad. I, yeah. And honestly, I love everything that happens that Star Wars extended universe. I right. love those. Yeah. I love the fact that Star Wars is truly one of those things where like since 75 this world has just been continuously yep. sort of like fleshed out and yep. worked on I and teared it. down and brought up yep. like i love an extended universe i love right. you know just rounding out this world yep and very happy very happy that mando has a taken off and b that yes. baby yoda is a thing that i get to enjoy every week yes and, like, politicians may try to ruin the meme, but I don't think it's ever going to be ruined for you me. You cannot ruin Baby Yoda. You can't ruin Baby Yoda? Baby Yoda is timeless. They've truly landed <laughs> on something special, and I think they know it. I think they know it. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that is our episode for the week. Uh, that was actually a lot of fun. Uh, we're coming up with the holidays, so uh, if probably expect to hear us hear from us one more time. Uh, but then we'll be, obviously, it's the holidays. Uh, but we out. We'll be out. But We with family? We celebrating? Yes. Uh, so, you know, wishing everyone a happy holiday season because, you know, this is the time when Christmas music is out there. People are making travel plans. It's going to be a whole thing. Speaking of, have you seen the Casey Musgrave special yet? Yes. Okay. So, so we'll talk about it after we sign off. <laughs> yes. It's so good. Uh, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.